vanity and pride are different things, though the words are often used synonymously. A person may be proud without being vain. Pride relates more to our opinion of ourselves. Vanity to what we would have others think of us. Guess which book I got this quote from? Hello everyone, I'm Irene Riterelli, writer, blogger and a passionate reader. And this is Into the Books. Probably many of you have associated the above quote with the masterpiece Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. For those of you who have not read this novel because you have never had the time to do so, as well as for those of you who have not read it because you believe that this book is old-fashioned, far removed from our reality and too difficult to empathize with the main characters, allow me to tell you part of this story in the hope of picking your interest to the point that you will be willing to give it a chance. Mrs. Bennet has five daughters and her main concern is to marry them off, at least the eldest, Jane, who is incredibly beautiful and of average intelligence. Why, the second one, Lizzie, is definitely smarter, but not as beautiful as her older sister. And above all, both have different personalities. Jane tends to see the good in everyone. In any situation, she is caring and kind, but her only limitation is the fact that she does not externalize what she really thinks and feels when in public, while Lizzie has an outgoing personality. The other three sisters are witty, but with no other interests in life than dances and general young army officers. It is precisely at a ball that they meet Mr Bingley's dear friend, Mr Darcy. Why Bingley falls almost immediately for Jane, Darcy is more reluctant toward Lizzie. Not that she cares about it. She finds him arrogant, rude, and after hearing him claim that she's passable to look at, she doesn't want to have anything to do with him. Even when she arrives at Bingley's house to see her sister Jane, despite the heavy rain, she avoids Mr Darcy as much as she can. Jane is there because she had caught a nasty cold after riding in bad weather and Mr Bingley and his sisters insisted that she stay with them so they could take care of her. When Lizzie arrives, Jane is so happy and relieved that the Bingley insists that she stay with them for a few days. She reluctantly agrees. Even if she detests the idea of staying under the same roof with the Bingley sisters, whom she considers phonies and liars. But most of all, she hates the fact that Mr Darcy is there as well. But on the other hand, things begin to change for Mr Darcy, because as time passes, he begins to realise that his feelings for Lizzie are changing. 
Her personality is so strong and interesting that he finds it very difficult not to gravitate around her. One day, both of them are separately invited to a luncheon, but when he learns that she's not attending because she is not feeling well, he rushes to her. Darcy can no longer contain his feelings and, upon seeing her, declares his love for her. Lizzie is outraged at his confession. How dare he! With very little manners, she rejects him and asks Darcy to stay away from her because she knows, oh, so she thinks, that he's not the good man he seems to be. Before leaving, Darcy writes her her letter, explaining why he did the things she accuses him of. And, after reading it, something inside her changes forever. But, now it is too late. Or maybe not. If fate doesn't intervene, by giving them a little push, everything will have handed between them. But fortunately, it doesn't. One day, under her hand and ankle pressure, Lazy goes to Darcy's house, but only because she was sure he wasn't there, and never expected that due to some work problems, he's forced to anticipate his return. And when he sees her wandering around his property, he is more than delighted. Now that things seems to be on the right track, Lizzie's life is turned upside down by her sister Lydia. Will Darcy and Lizzie's love survive? Or will this latest development mean their final rupture? I am one of those people who couldn't finish reading this novel because when I was in school, my teacher made me hate it. So I gave up because it didn't interest me at all. But it was one of my dearest friends who made me change my mind. One day I was telling my dear friend about an amazing book I had just read, which I will podcast soon, I promise. And I was describing the main character and how he had captivated me. And out of the blue, my friend said, he looks exactly like Mr. Darcy. I didn't realize I looked at her as if asking what she was talking about. But I did it because she guessed immediately, just by my look, that I didn't know who Mr. Darcy was. She was so persistent that I swear she almost got to the point of harassment and kept it up for a whole week until I finally gave in. Now I can say that I'm glad she insisted that much because I can't believe that for so many years I avoided the opportunity to read such a wonderful character as Mr. Darcy. Now I understand why my friend said that Mr. Darcy is the prototype of almost all main characters and she's right. So, if you're curious to know what she meant, read this book, you won't regret it.